I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Jumpstart Mayor podcast. What would be round two, 2020? We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain. And joining me is a man who has graciously taken a 100% pay cut. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, I don't believe we agreed on the pay cut thing, buddy. Look, um, I look at your fucking contract, mate. Look at your fucking contract. How does that... And how about, Just uh, double-checking, what's your pay cut out again? I am actually now making double the money. Yeah, it's funny that. It's funny. Your pay goes down, my pay goes up. Isn't that weird? I am going to be calling my... I've been trying to call my manager, Ricky Nixon, all night. Two, and two. I have been... I've been unable to get hold of Ricky. I tell you what, when I do, mate, I am gonna. He's gonna rip. He's gonna rip you a new one, my friend. That's very funny because I feel like when you call Ricky Nixon at three a.m. in the morning, that's when you're more <laughs> likely to catch him. Yeah, I'm surprised I can't get him. Um, other people have picked up the phone. I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. There's clearly he's so. Uh, Wherever he is, he must be a metre and a half from everyone, but there's hundreds of people in the background. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. He's having a little shindig, maybe. A little shindig. But, mate, I need I need that money. I've got my, uh, I've got my craft brewery. I've got my uh, craft winery. I've got my uh, craft meth lab. I need the money to keep these things afloat, Michael, because when, you know, when I was going really very, very well, I just rang footballs and said... Do you need money? What do you need? I want in on your project. So I am. I've got a fashion label. I've I was got all say, these you, things. You, you're a part owner of about twenty-five t-shirt companies, aren't you? That I've got about four hundred F45s that I'm involved in. Yep. Yep. Perfect. And I, I need that money. You can't. Oh fuck this pay cut, man. Fuck, I've got to make a lot of calls. Jesus, where uh, am I going to get this money from? It's been a big week for pay cuts in the AFL, so we'll, we'll kind of gradually kind of work our way through it. Mm. So was it Monday or so when everybody got told to leave and go away? Well, yeah, it was around that time when they shut down the clubs. Um, players started raiding the gyms, mm. um, taking, like, you know, you go, oh, they're going to take, like, a kettlebell or a, or a medicine ball. But you saw a player with, like, fucking full, full weights, you know, barbells. People were taking bikes, what bikes, out of, the, out of their clubs. They were, they were, they were going whole hog. They wanted to stay as fit as they possibly could. I saw Captain Carlton walking out of Princess Park with a hovercraft <laughs> over his shoulder. <laughs> Mate, he owns that hovercraft. He has paid that off. That is his to take. What do they do with things like that, actually, I wonder? Like, uh, I mean, fuck, how much does a hovercraft take to run? Could that be the new economy? We're all getting about on holoc- hovercrafts. Well, aren't they be? Are they hybrid? Are they electric? Are they pa- um, uh, are they petrol powered? That's a good question. I feel like they mm. might be electric. I feel like they should be electric in this day and age. If you're driving a hovercraft, yeah, if your hovercraft like is still green. diesel, yeah, yeah, you're, you're an animal. <laughs> you're an absolute animal if you do nothing else. <laughs> when I'm when I'm driving down the street in Sydney, I pull up next to a mm. hovercraft. And I go, fuck, man, I can smell diesel. What are you doing? <laughs> you're yeah, you fucking sick, motherfucker. Hey, I just um. You know, because the players are taking all the stuff home because the AFL has said they'll revisit everything on May 31st. Mm-hmm. 
And so clearly we're not going to start playing again on June 1st. Everyone needs to put into a preseason of a month. But I would love to say, or I would love to see on June 1, we come back as is. So players are not allowed. The, the AFL needs to do checks and go, you are not allowed to do one bit of fitness training. If we see you, if your skin folds go down or stay level in this time, You're banned. then you are out of the comp. Yeah, life ban. Yeah. So we get like almost like it comes back like, you know how Super Rules looks? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like a, it, it, looks, it looks like the, uh, yeah, it looks like the EJ Witten special. So yeah, players, yeah. they're a little bit dumpy, they're wheezing, they're blowing hard. The changes, mate, when they come off the bench, they're fucking, they're cooked. And they've got to grow out their hair, they've got to lose the colour in their hair, they've got to grow out the beard and the mows, all that kind of stuff. So they come back, yeah. come back untouched, untouched by human hand. How great a comp would that be? So the team, so by, if you can get fitter quicker, then you are going to have the jump on all the other teams. But everyone comes back a little bit porky, a little bit like we're all going to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they're all wheezing, they're blowing hard. Like the last quarters, mate, there's not going to be a shootout. You're going to be lucky to get one goal in the last quarter. Basically, we want to have a grand final where instead of one Stewie Jew, we have 40, <laughs> yes. 40 odd Stewie Jews. Yes, that would be fucking great. And also, if you do have uh, stripes like Hawthorne, Collingwood, you have to go to horizontal stripes. Like everyone's like Geelong, so we can really see and, how you've stacked and it on. Everyone wears white shorts. Everyone yes. wears white shorts. <laughs> Nothing to hide. You cannot, there's nowhere to hide. I fucking love it. I reckon then you get the viewers tuning back in to go, Jesus Christ, he has, he's stacked it on. And what an inspiration, too, for all the people out there who have put on a few pounds. Because by the end of this lockdown, like we're all going to be fat as fuck. Yeah. If we go into proper lockdown, because, you know, I've worked out, I spend in a normal day probably about three kilometres walking around my office space trying to avoid work. And I'm not doing that anymore. Mm, Yeah. I'm just just stuck on the couch, you know, hand in one bag of Doritos, hand in the salsa, mixing it all in my mouth, you know, making the nachos in my mouth, just dropping shredded cheese in there. So I think if the football players come back a bit bigger, then it's a bit of an inspiration Mm. for all the people out there who go, gee, I didn't think I had an AFL career in me, but I'm 38. Yeah. Um, I'm 110 kilos. I'm five foot. I'm five foot two. I reckon yeah, I can make exactly. a go of this. <laughs> and they're, they're what a carrot! Su- what a carrot to dangle in front of them. Uh, they're and, talking about supplement lists. They could also get on that. Yeah, and, and for a lot of people, uh, a carrot is this orange vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you think right. Okay, say one of those players gets knocked out. The fucking effort. The Imagine the stress, the, the stretcher bearers would have to go, even just getting him onto the cart. Yeah, for sure. They'd have to bring out like a reinforced like mini truck or something to get them on the Yeah, back. like an F- F100, you know, full V12, just bring that out. And the little thumbs up. They need, they'd need a trainer to pick the arm up <laughs> to give the little thumbs up. <laughs> they just, yeah, we just see them. They wouldn't be bleeding claret. They'd just be bleeding, uh, bleeding uh, uh, it's chocolate sauce. Um but it has been a bit of an unfortunate time. Like a lot of like Carlton's VFL team has just gone under. Northern Blues, coached by Josh yes. Fraser. So, am I right that you guys had to pull out your funding? Yes, basically, they just said we can't afford to have this affiliation anymore. And I'm I'm wondering if that'll affect any other teams across the VFL, or because they had the association, and so we're kind of being not bailed out by Carlton, but that's where most of their money was coming from. That's a really good question because I imagine a lot of those teams are pretty much hand-to-mouth. Like, they can't be too flush with the funds. 
You wouldn't you wouldn't have thought so, but 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 I think there's only a few standalone teams. Maybe Sandringham, although they have uh, St Kilda affiliations, don't they? I think you might be moment? right. I think you might be right. Yeah. So I do wonder what happens to those teams. But yeah, a whole side, just a VFL side, has gone, and so that would be incredibly difficult for everyone who's associated with that team. At the, like the Preston Bull Ants or Preston as they were, have been around for about 130 years in that VFL, VFA kind of league. Do you get any word on how much money the Blues might have been pumping into them or how much they had to hand over? I No, I have no idea about that. Um, but Not obviously... In your meetings, like, you know, the Carlton Power, Power Brokers, like when you go to a Carltonian's, a Carltonian's function? Uh, look, we keep it... At, I keep my talks at the higher <laughs> levels, like, um, is all this beer free? Are you sure I don't have to pay anything? Can I get another free meal? Is that table going to eat their scones? And do they want all their jam, do you reckon? Big questions like that is what I said out. Yeah, why is David Rhys-Jones looking at me funny? I'm going to f- punch yeah. him in the gob. Oh, he's a lovely man, Reese. He's a lovely man. But so the coaches now, the assistant coaches, even at AFL level, uh, they're saying that's been stripped back. Like a lot of clubs had, say, 15 coaches yeah, even 10 yeah, coaches I, in the box. They're not going to be having that when we when we eventually come back. There's been a lot of articles about how assistant coaches will now be showing up on um, construction sites. Yeah, so they're just going to have real jobs. What would that be like? Like just at lunchtime, them just sitting down with a whiteboard, calling like the um, the roofers around. Just going, seriously, fellas, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, that roof is only half done. It should be three quarters done. Lift your fucking game, boys. And you got to have six dudes sit in a circle on a plastic chair. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They'll have lines that they'll be taken care of. Like the plumbers. The plumbers are the fancy guys. Or the sparkies, the fucking ones with all the money. It's actually probably reflecting back on Tom Hafey calling Kevin Sheedy a back pocket plumber. It's probably the Mm. best career movie they had. He had a backup job. Well, that's the thing now. A lot of players, for the first time in their lives, would be going... Because basically, from high school through to whenever, you go, eh, I don't need to work. Even if you're a low-level player, you go, I've still got uh, I've still got footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, sure. but now, what do they what do they do if they actually have to go and get a job? What an unemployed footballer is not. What what can they do for you? Uh, they can could, they be a courier? I was going to say, like, what could they do? Like, how do you how do you take football skills and put that into real life situations? Yeah, it's not very often because you're not allowed to get close to anyone now, so you can't say see that person down the street. Can you run up and tackle them from behind? bring them down without falling into their back. They could do that, but there's not a lot of requests for that, I wouldn't have thought, in the real world. Maybe you work in an egg factory and you have to pack up like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you have to pack up like six and 12, like really quickly. So watermelons? You go, I know how you much know is six. They, you know when they throw watermelon off a, you know, from, from the truck to the supermarket? Supermarket handling, they'd be good. They wouldn't be overly, you know, if you've got, great hands like your Tom Lynch or your Levi Casbolt. That's right. With the avocados. They could grab them but not crush them. i tell you what they do. They should deploy umpires to supermarkets so whenever there's a fight over toilet paper, they can be, break it up, break it up, I'll pay it free, break it up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that. So the pay- players took a pay cut this week. There was a bit of a back and mm. forth. Uh, the players on Friday agreed to take a 50% pay cut for the period that we're going to be off until yep. end of May. Okay. And then a 70% pay cut from June if matches are unable to be played. So I think they're saying from if, if we're going to play matches, that's a different story. We're going to work out that. Yep. But if we don't have football, we'll take a 70% pay cut. And, and your buddy Lethal 
wasn't impressed by the way the AFLPA and the AFL players have handled this at all, was he? It was earlier in the week, but Lethal teed mm. out on Tuesday night. He said, oh, I've lost a lot of respect for the collective play group over this last couple of weeks. I think what's happened in the last week has been embarrassingly disappointing for me. Shit. Do you reckon Lethal... It takes a, l- has le- takes a lot to embarrass Lethal. Has You've le- got to put it out Has there. Lethal taken a pay cut, though, do you reckon, from Channel 7? Well, oh, that is a very, very good question. I don't think he'd be showing up on TV very often over the next few weeks. I don't know he if He probably g- wouldn't be. I'm not sure I if they continue still on like, AW. You know, talking footy or game day or whatever. I imagine that he would almost be getting no pay because... You is he on a see as a, as a commentator? Are you just getting match day payments or are you contracted across the year? Surely you're on a contract across the year. Surely I, I I don't know what that kind of money would be, but I'm saying it's a few hundred thousand at least. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that. But I wonder if they go, hey, there's no footy, therefore, like is Channel Seven still paying the AFL? Are Foxtel still going, hey? I, I f- even though you're not providing us the product, here's the, here's the cash, buddy. Thanks for that. We love you anyway. I don't think they will be, and I don't think I've actually heard anything from the AFL or Fox. Sorry, as mm. if as if like they're gonna fucking call me up and tell me. <laughs> but I feel no, like you you had a show at Fox. I feel like I read. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And there's plenty of room on the schedule, guys. If you want to bring it back, um, they I believe they read an article from the NRL during the week, and they said they yep. had stopped paying, and they also wanted to renegotiate um, their terms in the contract going forward. But um, so if, they, if they're an example, then I imagine the AFL and Fox have stopped as well. Well, Nick Rewald has come out and said that to look, so, so you know, clubs don't become defunct because that, that's, that's the talk of which clubs can survive. Ross Lyons said to put the Gold Coast in hibernation for this season and maybe beyond until we're all, you know, uh, steadied out again. And I'd like to say that that is the worst fucking idea I've ever heard. They're not going into hibernation. He's taking the Gold Coast up to the farm in the fucking sky. He's putting them out of their misery. They're not coming back if they go into hibernation. Yeah, I feel like if you look at the results, they've been in hibernation for about seven, eight years now. <laughs> so are we going to lose too much? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the kind of thing where they go, we're ploughing you know, $20 million to them every year, and so we can mm. pocket that money and and not have them. But, uh, but yeah, Gil is pretty keen on having, well, obviously very keen about making noises about having all 18 teams. But, yeah, and it, it's a bit weird to kind of pick and choose you know, who falls over and who survives. Yeah, well, Nick Rewald said that uh, AFL must consider the return to private ownership. Awesome. To ensure that the, the 18 teams can all survive. Uh, what's your take on, question without notice, what's your take on private ownership, Michael? Aye, you being a- from, a, you know, a, uh, a, a background of, of uh, well-influenced people. Fuck off. That that is a, <laughs> that is a question without notice. But a, I reckon all seventeen seventeen teams mm-hmm. should be owned by Jeffrey Edelston first okay. off. Okay, great. And great. then it opens up a little window because if we can pocket up the cash, mm. and, and it may not take much to buy them actually, because a lot of them would be struggling. If we could, if we could find the money, put it together. Mm. Oh. What about a junk time team? That's not a bad idea. How much do you reckon we could get the Gold Coast for? couple of grand? Oh, I reckon a couple of grand at this stage. Yeah, yeah. You want to see that? The Junk Time Gold Coast Suns? The Junk Time Suns. I think if you've got a team who has the words Low Dog Cunts in their theme song. Yep. So you're going to have to play it at the ground at some point. You know, the Gold Coast Cunts. Here you go. <laughs> 
So we take over the team. So we run the mm. stadium. Okay. We've and I reckon, I reckon we, uh, in conjunction with um, some bikies, I reckon we get some heavies in there. So that way we're guaranteed a crowd. You don't turn up, then maybe you don't turn up to work on the Monday, fuckhead. How about that? And uh, the beautiful thing is, mm. they'd play pretty dirty, wouldn't they? Like there'd oh, be mate. a lot of sniping behind the play. Uh, yeah, when you when you play against the the cunts, you fucking <laughs> you've you've earned you've earned every kick that you're ever gonna. And then earn, that is uh, cut a, cut to us in the in the owner's box. <laughs> 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 Actually, we commentate we commentate the games. Okay. Yeah. No, so I love we, it. We've got full control. And so we're just there going, yeah, hit them, hit that cunt. Get him, get him. <laughs> step on his head. Snap him. snap him, just a big thing on the scoreboard. Fucking snap him. And so last week when Hamish McLaughlin had to apologise for some of the language on the field, mm. essentially for the whole coverage of Channel 7, he'd just be like, going, I'm sorry, I, I, they, I don't know why they're yelling like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard words like that before. <laughs> i tell you what, I, I think we'd be exceptionally popular. And also in the Gold Coast market, people aren't paying attention to the Suns. Mm-hmm. We would be front page news all the time. It is exactly what the AFL needs, and the quicker that they become the Gold Coast cunts, I think the the better for the AFL and the you know the good of the game. And then when we win the flag, imagine the party oh, on Cavill Avenue, hey? Oh, mate, fucking, we turn it on. Huge. Yeah. Actually, if anything, we'll be the only team that has half a team out with Thrush. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they'd go, you know, they go Punt Road. I mean, sorry, Swan Street after Richmond's win, like you know, it was crazy. Mm. Or Vic, um, Collingwood after nineteen ninety. Yeah. Like, they'd be looking at our premiership win and they'd go, fuck, this is like three times schoolies. Like, we, oh. we'd, we'd make, it a, make it a night and a half. Well, we'd, we'd use our pill press and have little premiership medallions on, on our pills. With the logo and the words cunts written on them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Um, do you, I was reading, the, uh, you know, in the, in the article from Nick Rewalt, do you remember the Brisbane Bears owner called Ruben... Pellerman. Yeah, yeah. He lost a whole bunch of cash. I think he lost about three or four million. So he came in after Scase. And I think he might have owned it around about uh, 89-ish. I think maybe the second half of 89 or something. Or maybe all of 89. But he went under. I'm not sure what he did. I, I can't actually. I, I feel like mining, but that, that might be wrong. But he okay. did. He, he lost. I think he's gone down as like the person who's lost the most money on a football club. But they, again, that's only like three people who have ever owned a football club. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, because remember, North Melbourne were one of the latest, the last ones to be private-owned for a long time because they were owned by Bob Ansett. Yeah, yeah, had a whole bunch of shares. And I think then Carlton made a play to buy them, didn't they? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, during the 90s, that was always going to be the way, wasn't it? Fuck, imagine how powerful over. they would have been then. Um, that, that doesn't sound like something Carlton would do to take a team on its knees and take advantage of them. And then pick up their best players and cast aside the rest. Michael, how how dare you? I actually don't remember too much about that time. But do you think that would have been the Carlton Kangaroos or something? Or do you think it would just be a massive takeover? I honestly can't imagine. I reckon they would have pitched that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, we'll, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, seriously, we'll be the, we'll be the Carlton. <laughs> we'll be the Kangaroos. Yeah, Don't they're in the meeting. You. They're in the meeting. They go, guys, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a 50-50 take. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, sorry, it's very difficult to keep a straight face. No, 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 no. Like, no let, me, let me get my friend John Elliott to talk you through <laughs> it. <laughs> He's a very trustworthy man. Guys, it's win-win all over the board. You'll love it down here. You can believe uh, every word out of our mouths. Yeah. 
you wear blue, we wear blue. It's almost the same. I mean, why would you? Seriously, guys, let us buy your fucking club. <laughs> hey, uh, should we talk about our watch along episode from last week, Adam? Yes, please. So did the watch along the Carlton Essendon ninety nine prelim final. Darkest mm. day in Australian sport. So we put that up so you can just watch the get on the link and you can watch uh, press play on YouTube and you can watch it along with us. We recorded the round fourteen St Kilda Geelong clash from two thousand nine yesterday. A yes. amazing game. We're going to keep on putting them out. If you want to get in your suggestions of games, we might be uh, keen to talk over. We're going to look for all different areas. So you know, fuck if you can find stuff from you know. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. Well, I'm happy to oh. um, look at it. If you've, got a, if you've got a game from the 1900s that we've got access to, please, mm. by all means, send it through. If you've got Tom Wills going, uh, you know, running down the wing for six kilometres with one bounce, then we would love to see that vision. If you've got footage of that first ever game, Melbourne yeah. Grammar versus Scotch over at uh, well, where the MCG is now. We'll commentate the whole thing, all five hours of it. Oh, well, I think it went for like five weeks. <laughs> I think it actually <laughs> did go for like five days. Okay, well, let's do it in shifts. We can do that. I think the field was like a kilometre long. You know, yeah. You know, five people died of gout. Like it was. <laughs> and just to let you know, uh, junk timers, you don't actually need to watch along with it. If you um, are thinking, oh, I, I can't sort of sit in front of a computer and watch this game because um, <laughs> you're very busy in this time of coronavirus. <laughs> You don't need to. We actually just talk a lot of shit around the game and our memories from it and, you know, things that have happened at the at the ground and um, advertising and all that kind of shit that's associated with the game in 99 and also in 2009. It's not a running commentary, so you don't actually need to have it there. But if, it, if you have got it, if you have got access to it, even better. But, you know, we still – you'll still get the sense that uh, Stephen Milne and Stephen Baker – are low dogs, whether you have the screen in front of you or not. Yeah, it'll come across. We, we really capture the moment. <laughs> and can we talk about our Patreon as well? And thank you to all the people who signed up for our Patreon during the week. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. You guys have come on board, shown your love for us, and uh, we, we're showing our love back to you. So thank you so much for jumping on board. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, you can do so at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Pod. And you can subscribe. Uh, you can do $1 a month, $2 a month, 5 bucks a month, whatever you feel fit. If you're doing very well, if you've got yourself an AFL team, you can do however much you want. But, um, yeah, it's just a little way to say thanks to us, and we really do appreciate it because uh, we fucking love doing the potty for you guys out there. Hey, so a few Geelong players got up to a bit of mischief during the week. Well, how were they to know? Okay, I'm going to defend the Cats players here. Now, you tell me, has anyone... So, basically, after the game... They played in Sydney on Saturday. And on the Sunday, we were all told that there would be no more football. So, quite a few parties went to Mark Blixab's house in Geelong. Uh, quite a few players, a few of their mates, went down, had a few froffies... Maybe a few games of ping pong. Maybe threw some bottles over the fences. Some ping pong balls went over fences. How were they to know that the coronavirus had shut the nation down? I mean, these guys, they're so focused on footy, Michael. Mm, yeah, sure, sure. They're in the they bubble. They they're in got, the bubble, yeah, aren't they? They haven't got time to hear what Scott Morrison, whoever that guy is, is saying. They don't understand what that means. 1.5 metres, they don't know what that is. They just know 15 metres, 50 metres. You know, they that's how they work. And 10 metres square. And probably if they did play in Sydney, they would have been like, fuck, Bondi Beach is pretty full. That means Bondi Beach is full. Business we're, we're, still allowed, we're still allowed to fly around. Hey, look, is that a, is that a, 
a cruise ship that's two, two and a half thousand people are leaving? Oh, it must be off if they're allowed there. Then fuck, we'll have a party at home. I Let's mean, make if, it happen. If you think about it in their, in their football life, the only thing that had changed was that they couldn't high five. They could pretty much do everything else. Like they could still do the song. They could still yeah. bump elbows and stuff like that, but they just couldn't actually touch hands. Yes, but they could tackle another man covered in sweat. So I find interesting here, Geelong coach Chris Scott didn't rule mm. out a sanction but said there were bigger issues at play right now. So imagine oh, that. Right. Like maybe like in two months' time, we'll get the news. Mark, you're, you're banned for two weeks. <laughs> what like for? Two months later. It's like, mate, this what? is the least of our problems. I'm currently but, working you know. on a construction site. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, mate, he apologised. He said, and this is, this is where you go, this, this is heartfelt, Michael. Tell me this is not heartfelt. He says, I want to apologise for my actions on Sunday night. This is a huge issue confronting all of us at the moment. And one, I did not take as serious as I should be taking. This is a man who's learned his lesson, right? Mm. He says, I made a mistake and the best thing I can do is learn from it. The worst thing I can do is make the same mistake. I plan to learn. He's planning to learn from this. He's saying it. It's a learning he's moment. Not yeah, gonna, he's moment. not going to have a party tonight. He says, stay safe and love to everyone doing it far tougher than I am. So to those doing it better than he is, he goes, oh, fuck you. Yeah, and then you hear a crack of a beer can in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear a bunch of mates go, yeah, good tweet. Mate, if you're going to have a party at home with your teammates, just keep it quiet, you fucking morons. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, yeah, the North players last week, they kind of made a bunch of noise and they got in trouble. It's like, guys, just don't play the music. And also, if you're fucking sensible and you have you, you build a nightclub in your basement so you can... Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, can we talk Sound about proof that? Soundproof it. So, Please. Uh, Fox Footy Live. You've been watching that? I've drifted in and out of it, but I haven't paid as much attention as certain people on this podcast. It have. is strangely addictive. It's got a bit of the draft radio, trade radio about it. It's from, mm-hmm. I think it's from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., Monday to Friday, and I think they did an episode yesterday yep. where they had Robo so, on. So, yeah, explain what it is. So it's just basically oh, yeah, Fox sure. Footy almost doing like a radio show on telly. Basically. Like the, like the ESPN kind of um, format. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It's like a film podcast, essentially. Yes, yes. And so they've been Skyping into guests during the uh, during the day. So I think yesterday they might have had um, Leon Cameron. Um, I think they had, who they have yesterday? Dermy, Kingy, Robbo. Robbo was wearing gloves, um, staying safe. <laughs> but I also feel yeah. like... Was that to hide the nicotine Well, stains? I feel like the gloves were the less... The least infected thing on Robbo's body. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they do you reckon? Do you reckon he's wearing them for them, or <laughs> Fox Footy have asked him to put them on? Yeah, I think. I think. If, I think if you got to the reception of Fox Footy and Robbo walked in, you go, "Yeah, hazmat suit, mate." Hazmat. <laughs> <laughs> so they had Hutto hosting. I think from another room. I don't think from home. Um, kind of. So he was on a screen. Okay. But they kind of just shoot the breeze, like they talk about. You know, life and times and stories from the old ages and stuff like that. It's quite fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Are they putting it out? Are they putting it out as a podcast? Because I one, I don't want competition, but two, I think it would be well worth listening if you got fuck all to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's a good point. I'm not going to give them ads because they fucking sack me, didn't they? Um, yeah. They uh, they talked about uh, they did a, a cross to Warney. Okay. Okay. So they did a cross to Warney, and then they did the chat with him. And then they said, "Hey, show Warney, give us a bit of a tour of your house." So here's the house. Now, can I just say that Warney is notoriously hard to get. We have tried to get him on our live podcast a couple of times, <laughs> and he he's always fucking busy for us, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, busy in inverted commas, I think. Yeah, yeah, the, the old junk time cash is not enough to lure, lure Warnie down to the European beer cafe. Yeah, yeah, the email from the manager comes back so quickly that you suspect <laughs> that maybe he didn't bring it up with Shane Warne. <laughs> you don't reckon he's trying to convince him? No, no, Warnie's trying to convince him. Oh, come on, mate, let me go. He goes, mate, Shane, I don't know, it's not good for you, mate. Not good for the brand. <laughs> So Warney, uh, they said, give us a tour of the house. And so they went down to the basement, okay? Mm. Uh, so that's where Warney has the wine cellar and the bar fully stocked. So probably a couple of hundred bottles in the wine cellar. Subterranean. And then, mm. then fully stocked bar. Yeah. He has a cinema in there. And then he spoke too loud, okay? And the disco ball went off. So, Warney has a voice-activated disco ball in the bar, and it was the hang most, on, hang on. It was the most on-brand Shane Warne thing I've ever seen in my life. Hang on. How do you, how do you activate your disco ball? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you've got a switch. Oh, I mean, oh, I'm a Luddite. I'm a Luddite. <laughs> you're fucking living in the past, dude. <laughs> how good is... Imagine them putting them in. So, you've got like... Um, imagine now, right? You go, I want a disco ball. Mm. So, you ring up, say, Josh Fraser. Okay, he's now a Sparky. He's not coaching anymore down at the Northern Blues. And you go, mate, I want a disco ball in. And he goes, no worries, I'll put the switch in. You go, no, nah, mate. No, 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 no. I want these little fucking pipes here to be able to go, fucking disco. Well, that's what he did on. on the coverage. He went, Kingy! And it went off. Like, it's really? amazing. Yeah, it was, it was perfectly on brand. If you had to design a bar or a <laughs> nightclub for Shane yep. Warne, yeah. That was the, the piece de resistance. It was perfect. And also King, because he's the King Shane Warne. Well, oh, well, yeah, but he, he, he said Kingy because Kingy was on the coverage, and so he, he kind of just shouted. It, it's not word associated. Word specific. Yeah, yeah. Which well, actually, that's a bit shit, isn't I know, it? Because actually, you kind of figure if, like, sure, if, yeah, Warnie should pick a word. Yeah, a, a safe word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people just can't, you know, turn it off and off. He's got to go, hippopotamus. He goes, fuck, it's off. So Fox Footy, they're now doing, uh, they're showing a few games and the like. They're doing uh, shutdown shootouts. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they're playing them. I looked at the TV guide earlier today. So I think there's one later on tonight. We're recording this about 4 p.m. on a Sunday. And um, their chosen shutdown shootout is the elimination final from 2010, Hawthorne versus Fremantle. And oh, man, I, I can't wait to, uh, to not watch that. Can I give you the score at half time? Mm. Uh, it was one goal eleven Hawthorne, Frio <laughs> <laughs> six goals four. So I mean, I tell you what, that's a fucking shootout. Fucking hell! In the, I mean, in the modern day, that's that's not bad. It ends, I mean, that could easily have been zero goals twelve. It ends ninety four sixty four. So that's 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 get around a shootout, okay, guys. I mean, the thing if is you want to watch a game, if you want to watch a game that's well over at half time, <laughs> <laughs> pick this one. Uh, the one thing that we're noticing, uh, you know, this last week when there's no football being played, um, the players aren't even training anymore. So there's absolutely nothing to talk about. The length of the um, the desperation that's in the articles now. Mm. And, you know, it'll happen on next week's junk time. We don't know what the fuck we're going to be talking about. That's why we're doing the, the, uh, the watch-alongs. But they did one of the strangest, uh, strangest venues that footy has, you know, been played at. And so there was a couple there, and there's like, you know, a joint called the Melbourne Motor Dome, which is where Olympic Park now sits, and you go, oh, that's weird. And you go, that's not that weird. Like, you know, Melbourne back in those days, it wouldn't have had a lot of options. Yeah. Can we talk about how far back? 
was that like early 1900s or did uh, that give a time so, frame? Uh, that one was oh, about... Sorry, um, question with that notice. Yeah, no, no, no. I can answer this question. Um, it played games in 32. Uh, the one that, and that also hosted an ostrich race in 1926. Oh, that was a good race. I remember that. That was a good it race. It says here, which was said... Do you remember this? Which was said to have been absolute chaos as ostriches with cardboard jockeys on their backs ran in every direction and none finished the race. Wow, fuck. Melbourne really was a fucking <laughs> shithole back in the day. Like I, yeah, we're a backwater. I remember watching footage of the, not too long ago, looking on YouTube and looking at footage of the 56 Olympics. Mm. I don't know how the fuck we got that Olympics by the fact that uh, Melbourne was like the fucking end of the world. Like, it was... Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually... It would have taken... I think a quote, I can't remember the actors, but there Did was... Did they fly here? Yeah, yeah, they would have by then, yeah. Um, there was a film that was made about the end of the world that was filmed in Melbourne. And there was an actress who got in trouble because she said, it's very appropriate that we're filming in Melbourne because this is the fucking <laughs> end of the world. Yeah, whereas now that's just the Docklands. Um, <laughs> so the, the, another game that they had was down at Yalorn, right? So Yalorn is like uh, Eastern Victoria, Gippsland kind of way. Okay. And this is, this is in 52. So they, they took games it was sort of like um oh did they have like a carnival kind of week where they took games all around the place maybe they played yeah yeah it was a national day round so yeah, they like just canberra albury that kind of thing i think yeah play for points but in rural kind of towns so your lawn um uh they said it had been raining in the days leading up to it and it's a uh, a mining town and so they covered the playing surface with crushed coal so it says the mud came up over your boots. It had been raining for three days and they spread coal dust over the ground to try and absorb it. Holy but shit. that only ended up making it. How the fuck is that going to work? Like, it's bad enough getting in your lungs, but here you are fucking rolling around in it, getting in your fucking eyeballs and your pores. But then you could probably pocket a lot of the coal and take it home and you could build yourself a nice fire as well. Oh, that's not bad. Or perhaps players were particularly, uh, after the game, you know, it would have been freezing. You just... Uh, set yourself a light, and it would be a nice slow burn. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't burn at a high heat. I'm imagining. Just put your boots in the pile of the fire, and just kind of you know sit around like it. a briquette. Be lovely. And the other thing they talked about is remember we spoke last week about uh, what happened in wartime, um, and whether uh, seasons continued or not. And it doesn't seem like we've ever properly pulled Cancelled a one. season. Yeah. No, I looked that up during the week. Actually, we haven't. Yeah. So in 1916. They um, were reduced to Fitzroy, Collingwood, Carlton, and Richmond because everyone else was at war. Oh, I see Carlton on the list. Okay. No, and they... Uh, no, no comment. No comment. Only 12 rounds and finals. How's this? Fitzroy finished bottom with two wins and then won the flag. Oh, really? The first team. I mean, everyone said you couldn't win it from outside the top one, <laughs> but Fitzroy went, no, mate, we are fucking better than that. We'll just, we'll just hold our fucking... You know, hold our horses until we get to the finals and then fucking bang, they win it. Yeah, sure, sure. And I, I mean, you know, they're not around anymore, but I imagine if, like, they were a powerful club these days, mm. like Fitzroy is still around, like, and you brought up, you know, they'd be like, oh, we've got eight fl- premierships. Everyone would be like, yeah, but you fucking lost, you fucking just won it in the fucking war because no one was fucking there, mate. Like, <laughs> like, if the Blues won that, I'd be on you saying, you know, fucking 15 flags, mate, not 16. Well, we won in 45, the bloodbath. But... Yes. But the war was over. Yes, yes. Sure, we were, you know, um, easily beating up people with PTSD, but that's that's not the point. In 42, uh, the competition was run without Geelong, who couldn't get to Melbourne because of petrol rationing. Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. 
So they were like, oh, we can't make the trip down the highway. Because I guess it would have been a fairly... Uh, no, nah, actually, it wouldn't have been that difficult a trip. It still would have been an hour. Yeah. Would there have been a highway back then? Or would there be a lot of bit of twisting and turning? And also, why no, could... it, would have been, it would have been a highway to Geelong in the 40s, mate. Fucking Melbourne wasn't a backwater that long ago. Why couldn't they catch a train? <laughs> well, I guess there would have been petrol trains back then. It was they didn't, they didn't have hybrid trains back then. You idiot. Yeah, but they're spreading it out. Like, they're spreading it out over... You know, a crew of 50. So, you know, there's be taking a carriage. Sure, the yeah. AFL could have paid for that. Or the VFL could have paid for that. Mate, Geelong. They just didn't want to be a part of it. They're fucking soft. So Pulled we, out. Yeah, so 42. Who won, who won it in 42? Because that premiership's tainted as well. Uh, it doesn't say on this particular article. Hey, but uh, I would say they're not tainted. Because, you know, I'm assuming Carlton probably won one. Can we talk about an article during the week from uh, 1996? Sorry, the article... Refers to 1996, mm. not the article is from 1996. Okay. Uh, Essendon won the flag in 42, so therefore you and Essendon should be both on 15. <laughs> so did you know this story about Matthew Lloyd? No, How I didn't. He got a bump during the prelim final, a game that we want to talk about, if anybody can find a link for it outside um, on, on YouTube or the like, Vimeo, whatever, Daily Motion. We can't find the last quarter of that game online so if anyone to share has yeah. a link or wants to put it up um so he got a bump during the no, game no no so the thing is he lloydy he was 18 and was trying to um you know throw his weight around and he bumped and actually elbowed himself yeah yeah bumped into mark bays wow that's a name i haven't heard for a while mark bays yeah he says i tried to hip and shoulder him and my elbow obviously came straight back into my chest and i thought i was badly winded so he tried to play the first five minutes of the third quarter Began mm. feeling faint, losing colour in his face. He had a litre and a half of blood in his stomach. That's not bad. Is that bad? And so he got taken to King's Cross Hospital. Mm. Which, on, on a Saturday, Saturday night. night. On a Saturday <laughs> fucking night. That's not the place to be. And I'm trying to think about Moore Park, where the nearest hospital would be. I can't believe it would be in the cross from there. Oh, no, that's just yeah, down Oxford Street. Maybe, it probably yeah, would yeah, be, yeah, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Unless there's like a private hospital closer in like, you know, your double bay kind of area, but I wouldn't have thought so. So he got taken down to the cross on a Saturday night and they filled him with morphine and then he had about 12 other people trying to get that morphine. Yeah. <laughs> and they shipped him home after a few hours. Now, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before they shipped him home and they... Got him. And this is the test we all need to do when you're, uh, Feeling a bit. when you're bleeding internally. They got him to hop a few times. I didn't know that was the test. <laughs> it's always been the test. <laughs> they go, oh, no, he can cop. No, he's, he can hop. He's, uh, his spleen is clearly not um, pumping out massive amounts of blood into his internal cavity. And I don't want to disparage to the medical force who are doing an amazing job at the minute mm. but maybe if you do get a bit of a cough get a bit of a fever you got aching joints maybe right now don't go to king's cross hospital if they haven't <laughs> updated their <laughs> their procedures yeah, yeah. you go i just coughed up some blood yeah but can you hop yeah a little bit okay mate hop on out of here son g'day, nothing wrong with you g'day doc i just ate bat soup oh can you hop oh you're fine <laughs> you'd be totally fine so they let him go back to the hotel he went back to the hotel and then he had to go to the toilet and he had to get his mum and now, dad to, to get him there. Now, this is weird because he'd, he'd ruptured his spleen, but he was staying with his parents. Is that Would they be in the double? Is Matthew in the single? How is this working? Like oh, you're an okay. adult. You're an adult man. Yeah, yeah, on the cot maybe. And then if you think, what, 18, probably first-year player, maybe second-year player? 
No, it was his first. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So back then, first year, I think I think first year is about eighty grand this year. So okay. maybe first year back then, maybe fifty grand. Do you reckon? Oh, I reckon probably not even. I reckon he was still living with mum and dad in Avondale Heights. Yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Mm. So he went to the toilet and just passed blood. And so they had to get Doc Reed back up there and say, but hey. He, he did that while he was hopping. So then well, they were still confused. Well, that's the thing. I, I, he, he says they got Reedy back up and, and Reedy probably said, can you hop? <laughs> hop for me. No, you're fine. Yeah. So then he got rushed to a different hospital. Really? They took him to a different hospital. They were like, no, no, no. The people who made me hop at King's Cross, maybe they're not up for it today. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons. And then he was upgraded to a better better hospital and his situation was uh, considered alive. Dude, and he lost 10 kilos. I'd never heard this story at all. No, so he was in hospital for 10 days. It was quite incredible. Do you know what the spleen does? I genuinely have no idea. No. I've got a feeling that you can have it taken out and you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, quite a few people have had that. Yeah. I think... Um, you can have your gallbladder a... taken out. You can have your appendix taken out. Yeah. I, I think there was a recent player. Did um, Tom, Lon- no, Tom Lonergan lost a kidney? He lost a kidney, yeah. Sam Newman lost a kidney. Phil Davis well, I... lost a, well, got a very damaged one and, and lost a lot of weight very quickly. Like in a week, lost five kilos. Yeah, okay. So I... I... Googled spleen AFL and Tom Lonergan comes up straight away. So perhaps he did. Um, I like the idea that there's like a, a spleen update of AFL. Like you just <laughs> Googled spleenafl.com.au. Yeah. And it's the long history of people who've had spleen removed over the uh, over the journey. Over the journey. Well, it just shows you got you got your courage. But then when I do a, on the Wikipedia, so it led me to a Wikipedia page and it doesn't come up. So he did, Tom Lonergan did in fact lose a kidney. Yeah. And didn't Sam Newman lost Wait a, a second. Did yeah, dude, I fucking have just said that like 20 seconds ago. No, I know, Lonergan but I thought... Newman. Oh. Fuck you. Mate, man. I was reading. Fucking low dog. I can't do two things at once. Uh, football in real life, before we wrap it up. Before we wrap it up, thank you to our Patreon people. If you want to get on board, that'd be very kind of you. Uh, we can be reached at junktimeoutforpod at gmail. If you want to send in um, suggestions for our games, you can also hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and we are going to have the Geelong St Kilda game come out on Wednesday, and then we're going to do a bunch more after that. And weirdly, they're going to be all Hawthorne Grand Final wins, which I find. Yeah, Adam wants to do it. I, I didn't. I didn't pressure him to it. He, yeah. he wants to do it. He wants to do them you all. Really, you really talked me into those. Um, but if you do want to subscribe at Patreon, we do appreciate it. Patreon.com slash pod and uh, keep your subscriptions coming in. We love it. So we have a football in real life here from. Sizzle Sizer? Sizzle Sizer, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know the person's name, so that's all that came up. So it comes in the form of a bunch of text, so I might have to kind of edit a little bit as we go. I think I'll be okay, yeah. Yeah, um, so they sent us the screenshots of the text message yeah. between her and her friend, which is great. Uh, my friend was asking how I was, and I mentioned I was three quarters through my first official working from home day, and I was already feeling a bit batty. Fair enough. She told me she will pop around to mine and pick up, pick me up in her car. I hope you're in the front and the back. Mm. And we'll go for a socially distant walk in the park with her dog. Yum. Uh, so went to this park in South Yarra. Anyway, we were walking around, keeping our 1.5 metres distance, when who should run past yelling at his dog? Alex Rance. Oh, Alex. 
The man, the former uh, former Richmond superstar. Not only this, but on his second lap of the park, his dog ran up to me and I patted Alex Rance's dog. But my friend and I had... No, no, you've got to read the other bit because it, it builds up oh. the way she keeps doing that. Not only this, <laughs> but my friend and I had a kind of lull conversation with him about misbehaving dogs. All the while, his dog was happily getting pats from me. Then... Alex Rance wipes his brow with his shirt. So I saw his six-pack. Love it. And that is the story. Oh, anyway, his dog went up to my friend's dog to sniff his bum just as Clyde was doing a shit. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're going to protect their names. Did you happen to name Clyde? I don't think he got any in his nose. Then Alex Rance ran off. Yeah. And to clarify, Alex Rance didn't get shit on his nose. Like no. he, he, the dog pooed and then Alex ran away. Yes. Like he didn't run away because the dog did a poo. He was like, what the fuck yes. are you doing? Yeah. So it was all, all fun and games. And then the person writing the uh, text to the person who sent this to us said, does this make me a wag? And I believe it does. Well, he's, he's on the market. That is very true. Mm. Yeah. That's a, and what a good way to meet him. Oh, down the dog park having a chat. Oh, Alex. Love your dog and keep bumping into him all the time. Get to see his six-pack. All of a sudden, you're out handing out pamphlets early on a Sunday morning with him. Yeah, sure, sure. You're knocking on doors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's the way you're, through. You're running a school. You're teaching, you're teaching a school online how to mm. educate people and also play football. Yeah. Uh, we are going to hit the road. Junktime Alpha Pod at Gmail, on Twitter and Facebook and the Gram. Go. Go Blues. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.